We all love the sound of money, and a $1,500 sign-on bonus sounds even better. That's right, Belicio Foods of Jackson is offering a $1,500 sign-on bonus to new employees. Receive an extra $100 your first six weeks, then $400 after day 90, and $500 after day 180. Don't wait. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers today. That's BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Come work for a company who truly values their employees. Come work for Belicio Foods. Well, good morning, everyone. TGIF and uh, welcome. Double TGIF when you're talking about a long weekend. You right? are. That's right. And um, you know, every year on these holiday weekends or or weeks, you just never know what day something's going to fall on. And of course, the Fourth of July falls on Monday this year, which gives everybody a little bit of a long weekend. So hope that you have some fun plans out there. And if you don't, how about some just some R and R? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Hey, you know whatever. I would take that. What, whatever makes you happy. You that's know, right. Do if whatever. That's, if that's taking a trip, if that's eating out, if that's having a barbecue at home, if that's uh, working more because maybe you get paid double time because yeah. it's a hol- you know whatever whatever uh, flo- whatever floats your boat. But right. remember, we are living on, we are, are living in the greatest country on earth. You know, we are. I believe that. I believe that too. And and against all of the, the things that, you know, people want to, to talk about, I think that we are very fortunate um, to live right here and to have the freedoms that we do, sort of. And, um, you know, it is wonderful. And take time over the weekend maybe to, to think about that and, and appreciate the wonderful things that that we do have here and the opportunities that we have. Yeah, easy, easy, to, easy to take some of the good things for granted. It, it is, really is. It is. But you, you know, you're exactly right. So do whatever makes you happy. You know, whether you want to just sit on your butt and stare at the wall, that sounds nice, doesn't it? Um, or I think we're going to do a little bit of everything. We're going to do some work and probably maybe go have a swim day, maybe. And um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. But, yeah. Sounds sounds fun. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I know what Pete Wilson's going to do. He's going to work. So. Well, it, there's a lot of because that's what Pete Wilson I, as does. We, as, you know, you, you're giving me a, the perfect segue. There is a lot going on. There is a lot has been going on. We'll talk about that. We'll talk. You know, we'll give a summary at least of the things going on this weekend uh, because it is hard to, to keep track of. Uh, we've got things going on in uh, multiple communities here in our local area. Oh Jackson, my gosh. There's on, so much on different days and. Truly, because of the way the holiday falls, it's all centered around July 4th. The days that they occur before, after, during, they shift uh, every year. You know, we have to look them up, call people up, have them call us. And, you know, we do have them all together and we have them all listed. We've had them all listed on the paper, on the website, on Facebook. And, and we'll, thank we'll, you for that. Right. We'll, we'll go over that today, too. But once again, um, a lot of chances to have fun this weekend on organized community celebrations, regardless of what your private plans may be. That's exactly right. And if you say that you're bored this weekend, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Well, you know, if you want to curl up and read a book, that's cool, too. Yes. If, just find a cool place. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, I tell you what, we will start off, though, before we get into the, the, the review of the Fourth of July festivities. 
uh, the leading news story. And okay. uh, this was a this was a, a scary thing that certainly could have been a lot worse than what it was. I saw that picture. Right, and uh, our man Shaver was on the scene. We certainly appreciate Thanks, him Jeremiah. running uh, running Look up at the that. running up the Appalachian Highway almost all the way into Meigs County. Oh this is in gosh. Vinton County, in Vinton Township, uh, over Raccoon <gasps> Creek. There's a bridge on that four lane highway there. It actually. Uh, several crossings of Raccoon Creek. And this is one between Arbaugh Road and Eakin Mill Road. Wow. Uh, about, oh, maybe two or three miles from the State Route 160 intersection, more than halfway to Athens. But anyway, this huge 18-wheeler dump truck was heading westbound towards Jackson from Athens, oh. if you can look, say it that way. And for whatever reason, it went off the left side through the guardrail there and down this down this pretty steep ravine, ravine, and it landed. The cab landed. We heard both that it landed near the water, and the official report says that it landed in the water partially. Oh my gosh! So the driver was temporarily trapped, or was not able to get out. Uh, he suffered serious injuries. Oh, ended up being taken by uh, the MedFlight helicopter to Grant Medical Center in. Uh, Columbus. I don't know how anyone survived that, Pete. Well, I mean, you you look at the you look at the impact there, the you know the degree of the incline there, uh, heading down. Uh, you know that's going to oh certainly rattle and roll you for sure. Uh, just fortunate, you know, there wasn't any other vehicles involved there that you know might have been in the path of that big truck. But the driver uh, was has been identified as Timothy Reese, age sixty six of Cheshire, Ohio. That's in Gallia County. Uh, we don't have an explanation for how the crash occurred. I'm guessing that in addition to it being under investigation and the State Highway Patrol doing the investigation, they don't like to put out a lot of details till they figure it out. In this case, I'm guessing there maybe were no witnesses, no other vehicles were involved for sure. And, you know, the man who knows about it, you know, he's in the hospital. He may not be able to, to relate what exactly happened. That's right. Whatever, he may it, not remember whatever, ever. Whatever, whatever it might have been. So... Uh, officially, it is under investigation. Uh, he is in Grant Medical Center uh, oh, with man. serious injuries. And uh, we do have a full report now uh, on telegramnews.com. That's our newspaper website. Uh, we're also sharing that to our Facebook. Uh, we have uh, some mm. photos there that, uh, you know, Jeremiah has prepared. He did a video uh, on, on his Jeremiah Shaver site that's also on our Telegram site. It's obviously got a lot of views. So you can take a look at that. That was his impressions and uh, views of what he saw when he arrived at the scene not too long after it occurred. And uh, the patrol did follow up that night with uh, the official report. And, of course, we're, we've got that covered as well. So uh, that uh, news report will uh, be featured, of course, in our uh, Saturday print edition of the newspaper and any other information we may get before then. Okay. All right. So... We will turn now to the to the Fourth of July. Just a few things going on. Right, right, right. And the Fourth of July, if you uh, take into account the celebrations in Vinton County, we have two in MacArthur and in Wilkesville, mm -hmm. and then in Jackson County, where there are celebrations in Jackson, Wellston, and Oak Hill. The activity spread from as early as this evening all the way through until the uh, late night hours on July the fourth. So lots of activities, and you know. You know, there's not barriers between our towns. You know, you can go to another celebration if That's what right. they're doing and when go they're doing it. Go from one to the next to the know, next. It's good for you. Yes. But it all starts tonight 
in MacArthur were the Vinton County Athletic Boosters. That's a historical celebration that they've had. Uh, it's a community thing, but they also do it to raise money for their athletics. The big event tonight will be a parade in downtown MacArthur. Uh, it will be, uh, it will take place at 6.30 p.m. They call it their grand parade. Uh, Cassandra Mayers, who was the outstanding young woman in Vinton County, she went on to become the outstanding young woman in the state uh, in this statewide contest. She went to a national contest last week. Uh, she will be the grand marshal oh, of, of the parade. Okay. Then tomorrow, the second and final day of the Vinton County Athletic Boosters celebration on Saturday, there will be a Little Miss Vinton County contest uh, in the in the afternoon at two o'clock. Jennifer knows all about the uh, Vinton County <laughs> Little Miss contest. Oh, we, okay. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> there's something I, you there's, you guys know that I don't know. Yeah, you just need to watch the program from. I, I, um, I do need to do that Wednesday. Okay. And then should take we, a nap. Should we <laughs> should we sing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer again? No reason. Pete, there are no words. Well, you can interview anybody. I know that. My uh, this my, one might have taken the cake. They are cute, though. My mom, I will say, uh, said, they're adorable. My mom said to give you a shout out for how well you handled that. Tell your mom I love her <laughs> so much. I was driving in here yesterday, and I knew we had another interview, and I was like, I don't physically think I can do this. <laughs> I'm still exhausted. Boy, they worked you over. Oh, okay. you have no idea, Pete. You have to turn it on. But anyway, well, anyway, they were great, though. They were cute. Okay, well, that then says there should be some interest then in attending the Little Miss Vinton County Contest. They're going to do it at Central Elementary this year because of some work taking place at the high school. That yes. is where it normally has been. Yeah. It used to be outdoors years and years ago, but the – uh, variables of the weather sometimes being unfavorable, they decide to take it indoors. But so Central Elementary School in MacArthur at two o'clock, believe there's like uh, uh, sixteen to nineteen candidates, something like that. Okay. It's, it's in the high teens. And then seven p.m., uh, the older girls who miss the Miss Vinton County contest yes. at seven p.m. And they always name uh, the athletic boosters. They always name their athletes of the year who each win a big scholarship. Oh, it always awesome. comes out that night as yeah. well. And of course we know how we cap it all off uh, with fireworks at 10 o'clock. Yep. That is the Vinton County community coalition that uh, does the fundraising and does the fireworks. The athletic boosters do everything else, everything else. And of course they work together and right. keep in mind that the money that they make from charging admission uh, for the contests, et cetera, the other ways that they may raise money during the two-day thing, it helps to support the Vinton County Athletics. That was the reason for doing it, in addition to just having a nice community celebration. You know, and and don't re don't forget that, you know, that Saturday Saturday night, that's the only fireworks that are going on. It so you on have Saturday the opportunity night. to go there and then see, you know, more as the weekend rolls right, around. Exactly. Yep. And then the 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 big day, if you had to pick out a one big day for the 4th of July, it would be actually July the 3rd because everything that's uh, taking place in Jackson uh, is on that day. The the only exception, I should say, is the Freedom Fest run that the Chamber is doing. It's just kind getting of, ready to mention kind that. It's a separate event. It is actually on Saturday at 9 o'clock. They'll start the Manpower Park. Yeah, um, Manpower Park, July 2nd, 9 a.m. So show up. Uh, you can register online. Um and if you just go to the Jackson Chamber of Commerce uh, website, I think there's a link there. But uh, I know, what did Kelsey say? How many runners they already had? Like 60-some? 
Uh, yeah, they said they had a handful more than last year. I don't remember the number. Though. And that was well, I do know beginning that, of the week. I'll tell you this. Uh, she ordered more T-shirts this week. Okay. So, yeah, well, so they I must still what, have more people signing up. That yeah. event has a little history. Uh, Randy Heath, through the many years he was a chamber, that was a kind of a pet project to his. Yes. He always had it on July 4th in the morning. Uh, did a great job publicizing it, sent out letters to prospective runners. And, and they were there were times they were close to 200. And so we had the lapse there where one year I don't think we had it. Then there was the COVID. At least one year they didn't have it. And, you know, the, the new leadership of the Jackson Area Chamber of Commerce and the new board, a lot of new members there after, you know, the chamber was, was, um, was down kind of almost for a year, non-existent. They were doing a great job getting everything yes. revived. And so I'm glad to see those numbers coming back up. Yes, for, for sure. The, for the, uh, it, that, that always makes me think of the funniest thing that happened on that Freedom Fest run. And uh, a group from Nelsonville came over from a rehab place. That it, it, it's a, it, it was a, where you, it was where you get sentenced, and it's it's low security, but it's it's a kind of a halfway thing. It's it's okay. not drugs, but it's a it's a low level security, and it's not a standard jail. Well, a group came over from there, including ten inmates. If okay. That's the right word to use. Well, one of them, one of them took off the route and fled. <laughs> no. Did, no, I thought you were going to say he won. That, that is a true story. Did not follow the route. Took off there on Harding Avenue. They had to track him down later on. They never did get his time for the race. But my guess is he was probably as fast as anyone when he needed to be. I'll bet he was. Dude, that was an episode of Monk. Did you guys ever watch that show? No. <laughs> So the the guy's running in like a marathon and they've got those tracker things. Yeah. So he he takes his tracker off and puts it on the guy on the bike that's like going the route. And then he runs off and commits a crime and then <laughs> comes back and finishes the race. That's funny. But I do, I do think that they, they, they caught the gentleman there. I think he may have uh, had to go to another facility after that. I was going to say, I mean, you had it pretty easy, dude. All You you know, you know, might have wanted to just stay there. He, he might have just wanted to get long, off long enough to get a farmer sportsman fish or I something. I was going to say, or a bubble for Michaels or something, you know. But, but, but anyway. I don't blame him yeah, for that. For, for freedom, freedom did not last long on the 4th of July for that guy. But, but, but anyway, we, we digress. So... Freedom Fest run on Saturday, yes. but on Jackson, uh, Jackson on Saturday the 3rd, uh, they'll have the parade at 8 o'clock. They'll have activities in Manpower Park, stuff for the kids that the Kiwanis do. Uh, they'll have, uh, you know, uh, uh, music there, uh, mm -hmm. recorded music there, uh, sound system and all like that. Uh, they'll have inflatables. Uh, and then they will have uh, the uh, fireworks at uh, approximately 10 o'clock approximately 10 o'clock yes. and uh that will that's all being coordinated by the jackson firefighters association they're in charge of that yep. uh, with dave channel once again a great behind the scenes guy and in front of the scenes guy doing a lot of work there once again uh in what will be his 50th year as a jackson firefighter so Just we'll have to celebrate years. that sometime yes uh but uh at the same time in wellston activities will begin uh, late in the afternoon and they will go all the way through the evening and end with fireworks at 945. This is the Main Street, the Wellston Main Street group that does right. this. They're going to have several activities in there, but they will also have a parade uh, that will uh, take, they'll have, they'll have a parade that will take place at 7 p.m. They call it the Hometown Parade, line up at 6 p.m. starting at the Old Pants Factory. But other events they're having, they're having an apple pie baking contest. Um, they're also doing, they will also have vendors down in Pride Park. 
and they will also have a patriotic sidewalk art contest and maybe a few more things. But those are Love some of the that. things that will take place during the day. In Oak Hill, there's activities three days, starting on Saturday and continuing through Monday, July 4th. Their fireworks will be on Monday, July 4th at 10 o'clock. But uh, before that, there's going to be live entertainment from uh, the, the stage there at the old uh, high school lot where uh, all the activities have always been uh, there off, uh, off um, what street is that that comes up through there? Um, off Western Avenue, and uh, and uh, I don't even know the, the baseball name. field. Yeah, it, we'll say the baseball field and the old, and the old <laughs> there football field. There, the old there Everybody field. in Oak Hill knows where that is. But anyway, of course, the boosters will do their food booth there, featuring their famous fish sandwiches. Yep. But there's going to be uh, during the three days. There's going to be a golf cart contest. There's going to be a car show. Uh, you know, we said there was going to be live entertainment uh, leading up to uh, the fireworks. Uh, and then, you know, the parade that they're going to have is on Saturday night and it will take place. Um, let's see, the parade will take place on Sunday evening. Lineup will be at five, will be at 5 PM and the parade will take off at 5 30 PM at the old high school bus lot. It will go through town. Uh, there will be a gospel sing, uh, with different performances starting at six 30 and that will, uh, go deep into the evening. And then on July the 4th, uh, they'll have the golf cart parade uh, in the afternoon. Uh, there will also be uh, entertainment from the stage that evening, and then it will all end with the fireworks display at 10 o'clock. And on all the fireworks display, the radio will be there. They will find a way to stretch themselves, and um, they will be broadcasting live, and they will have the synchronized music. To, yeah, you know, the, the, super the, cool. The, the music that goes, the patriotic music, or whatever they choose, that goes with uh, when the fireworks are going up. So, you know, you can watch the fireworks and listen to Stars and Stripes or whatever they choose to, to play. <laughs> and then in Wilson, Are you going to sing Oklahoma for it? Um, that's not a patriotic song. I think it's it very patriotic. It is if patriotic. you live in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, Jen, speaking <gasps> of fireworks. He oh. could sing the anthem to the... The peacocks? The, the fighting peacocks? The, or no, what it's the parakeets. It's the parakeets. My God, the peacocks, okay. <laughs> it's the parakeets. <laughs> peacocks are a little meaner. Anyway, go uh, ahead, James. Uh, well, we were talking about this uh, <laughs> yesterday, the day before, and we, did, we didn't know. We were talking about when does Athens County have their fireworks? Yeah. So I looked that up. The city of Athens fireworks are July 4th, and they shoot them off from East State Street. And that field back behind Walmart there, I guess. Oh, so, I would have thought they would have done yeah. like the fairgrounds or something. Yeah, but... so that's probably why oh. I never saw them because I would have <laughs> never dreamt of going to Walmart on the 4th of July. Yeah, I would have um, thought. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then in Nelsonville, they call it Thunder in the Valley, which is a really cool name. And they shoot them off at Hawking College. And both of those events are on the 4th. Okay. So okay. Well, there's, I mean, almost every community has something going yeah. on. But uh, in Oak Hill, I give Tammy McCain a lot of credit for what goes on in Oak Hill. Mm -hmm. It's the athletic boosters, but there's always, you know, a person or a small group that seems to really be the be the pushers. And uh, they've got a co-ed slow pitch softball tournament, a pretty baby contest, and a family fun day all set on Saturday. That's the first day. And then, of course, the big thing is the car show and the parade on Sunday, and then all the gospel music uh, in the evening. And then on Monday in well in Oak Hill there'll be the cornhole tournament. Uh, in the afternoon the golf cart parade uh, at at uh, five o'clock, and then more music 
uh, in the evening leading up to, of course, the uh, fireworks at 10 o'clock. And once again, uh, it has gotten to the point now uh, where even though the Oakville Athletic Boosters has always done this, just kind of as they do in Vinton County as a community thing, but they raise money through the athletic, through the athletic kids uh, in the schools because, you know, the school budgets just don't stretch that far. Right. Uh, and the big thing, the big thing is now is that the fireworks, which everybody looks forward to, are so expensive that some of the money has to go to pay for the fireworks, sure. of course. So um, please uh, thank all these people that organize these things That's and exactly sponsor these right. things. That, they, it just doesn't happen. There isn't any big government grant that makes it happen. The small communities make it happen. And speaking of a very small community, Wilkesville will have its annual 4th of July parade, and it is on the actual 4th of July, and it will uh, it will take place uh, uh, at noon uh, there at Wilkesville, and it is one of the best uh, hometown 4th of July parades you will ever find. That's awesome. Uh, they do a lot of, um, they, they have uh, prizes for uh, on the decorations there, and so uh, that, once again, is on uh, Monday, Monday, July the 4th. All right, uh, some other news to report. Um, Big news out of Chillicothe, out of Washington, but uh, big implications for Chillicothe in our area. The Chillicothe VA Medical Center is going to remain open. Yes. We don't have to worry about that for the next year or two, the, the lobbying, uh, because the way it was set up, uh, this commission called the ARI Commission out of the Department of Veterans Affairs, and everybody goes by the short version, the VA, that's mm -hmm. who we're talking about. Uh, they wanted to improve the overall system. And one of the recommendations <laughs> was to close the close the one in Chillicothe. Let's improve it by screwing over all the citizens of, of Southern Ohio. There is a view of the v, of the Chillicothe VA Medical Center. You know, if you're not a veteran, you've never been there. It is a big, impressive facility. That is the main building uh, just north of Chillicothe there on State Route uh, 104. And uh, I tell you what, uh, Jennifer, um, Jackson County is home to 2,101 veterans. And the VA spent a total uh, on, of 34, over $34 million in 2021 uh, in Jackson County. And of that total, $13 million plus was spent at the VA wow. for medical care. In Vinton County, $7 million uh, was spent for medical care. So, um no, I was wrong. In Jackson County, it was $19 million mm -hmm. for medical costs alone. In Benton County, $7 million plus for medical costs alone. Now, the big deal was, if you remember when we talked about this before, if there isn't a VA medical center, a big facility, a hospital, if you will, in Chillicothe, you're going to have to travel to a hospital much farther. Uh -huh. You're going to travel to Columbus. You're going to travel to Dayton. You're going to travel to Cincinnati. And, you know, some of the veterans, you know, may not want to make that drive. And that well, is, that, that that is that where drive. they get the, that is where they get, you know, their benefits, their healthcare benefits. Sure. They were going to replace it without, without patient clinics in Chillicothe and in Circleville. And otherwise, though, if you needed the more specialized services or the acute care services, you were going to have to make that long drive. So they so, changed their mind, huh, so, Well, what happened was, this was funny. It wasn't a lobbying effort where they convinced the Congress and convinced the president, which that's what they were going to do in the next year or two, say, change your plans here. Mm -hmm. The thing that made it a long shot was the way it was written up, it was an all or nothing deal. You either have to start back with everything. You just can't pull out one thing and change it. Uh -huh. So that's why the odds weren't really very good because you're talking about one thing 
with a whole bunch of things in it, all right? So what they did was, I don't know who thought of this, but we'll have to give main credit to United States Senator Sherrod Brown because he was the one who was most active um, to try to save the Chillicothe VA. And he's on the Veterans Affairs Committee in, in the Senate as well, longest serving member. But what they did was, it was a bipartisan thing. Uh, Rob Portman, the Republican Senator from Ohio, was in on this too. What they did was, they dissolved the commission. So now oh. there's no recommendations. I mean, it was almost as simple as that. There is no commission. There is no recommendation. So they don't have to decide to approve or disapprove the recommendation. Smart. That's what they did. They pulled the plug. Outside the box thinking. Love they, that. They pulled the plug. So that story uh, will be uh, in our Saturday paper in great detail. We also got quotes uh, from the veteran service officers in both Jackson County and Vinton awesome. County. Another good news story to report comes out of Columbus. We had a lot of government officials from 32 counties in Appalachia go up to the governor's house on, uh, uh, what day was that? Tuesday. The reason was the governor, Mike DeWine, announced a $500 million investment in Appalachia that's coming. Uh, and it's, uh, going to, uh, it's going to be called, it's going to be called, Ohio builds small communities impact. And what it is, it is $500 million that is tailored to improving life in Appalachia. And it's going to be, no money has been awarded yet, but you've got to believe that a lot of our local officials are thinking what they can apply for and how they might be able to use this money. It is to plan things, and it's also going to be to implement things. Yes. So it could be a lot. 32 counties, a lot. Jackson and Vinton counties obviously included. Our commissioners from both Jackson County and Vinton County were up there with the governor, and there were some other local officials there Love as well. That. And you can see some of them right there. Right in the middle of that picture is Governor Mike DeWine and his wife, Fran, mm -hmm. the pie baker. And uh, also there in the picture, uh, you see Jackson Mayor Randy Evans. You see uh, Governor's Office of Appalachia, uh, Director John Kerry. He's from Wellston. You see yeah. uh, Wellston Mayor Charlie Hudson there on the far left. Then to the then on the other side of the DeWines, you have a Commissioner uh, John Hensler, Jackson County Commissioner Paul Haller, Jackson County Commissioner Donnie Willis, and there on the far right is Brent Stepp, who is the uh, regional representative for uh, Lieutenant Governor John Houston, That's right. and she is from Jackson. Yes, and there is Brent Stepp right yes. there. Uh, she's we're gonna, lovely. We're going to talk about her because she's in the news for another reason. Oh, here right. In just a minute. But uh, this $500 million investment in Appalachia, uh, it's to, uh, it's to, uh, it will help in, in infrastructure, including downtown development. It will help in healthcare. It's supposed to make investments in school and community-based services and to address physical and behavioral health. And also, of course, workforce development, including public-private partnerships to build and coordinate job training. So this is a lot of money that the state is committing to um, our area, mm -hmm. 32 counties of Appalachia. And I was pointed out in one of the articles, news articles that I saw, that the state is putting more money into Appalachia and Ohio than what even the feds are through the Appalachian Regional Commission. Thank you, but, thank and, you, thank you. And that's the federal you. government. They got more money than anybody, yeah. as we know. If not, they print it. All right. Okay. Now, that would that was an uncalled for remark, but so, so apropos. All right. Okay, so another good news. You were story. thinking another, it. I just said it. Yeah, another. I know that's what I love about you. <laughs> another good. Another good story coming out of Jackson County is that the uh, careers 
longtime elections director and deputy elections director in Jackson County have come to an end. Yeah. Uh, at the yeah. end of this month, which was yesterday, June 30th, uh, Cheryl Browning, the deputy director of the Jackson County Board of Elections, and Joanne Evans, the director of the Jackson County Board of Elections, both had their last hmm. day of work. And there they are together. These are the two full-time staffers in the elections board. So this is a big deal that they're stepping down. It's also a big deal because they have been doing it a while. A while. Uh, Cheryl Browning Warner, I, I forgot to leave off yes. her new last name because she just Recently got married, married. Yes. married within the last year, has worked 16 and a half years in the elections office. And Joanne uh, Evans has worked 15 years in the local elections office. And here they are with a uh, certificate, a com two commendations that they each got from the Ohio Secretary of State's office, and they are standing here with the local Board of Elections people. And you need to know who these people are. Uh, you, have, um, you have Elaine Speakman, who uh, on the left, who is the, um, who is the new Democrat member of the Board of Elections. You have Kathy Smalley, who is a Republican member of the Board of Elections. You have Joanne Evans, of course, one of the retirees. You have Cheryl Browning Warner, the other retiree. By the way, Cheryl Browning Warner is the Democrat appointee, and uh, Joanne Evans is the Republican appointee. Remember, everything is bipartisan. We have one of each. Uh, we have two board members each, uh, Democrat, Republican, and, and of course, the staff members have to be one Republican, mm -hmm. one Democrat. And then to the uh, right of Cheryl Browning Warner, you have board members, Kaida Newell, Republican. Uh, you have, uh, you, then you have, uh, uh, the state deputy director of regional operations of Southern Ohio regional liaison. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. That's her title, Lori Baldridge, and the other a board of elections a member, a Democrat, and he happens to be the board chairman, Rodney Smith. So congratulations to both Cheryl and to uh, Joanne for their long careers. Yes. Starting today in charge over there is Margaret Casey. She is the new director. She's the Republican appointee. Okay. And the new... Uh, the new uh, Democrat appointee who will be the deputy director is Marsha Beatty. In Saturday's paper, we're going to have a story. Jeremiah Shaver was over there, got a piece of cake, I think. Uh, when they had their big retirement uh, thing on Monday, big retirement party on Monday, that was a surprise. They didn't know it was coming. Uh, but anyway, they shared some stories, uh, how things have changed over the years, you know, oh, a, a, a lot, a lot in the last 15 years or so. And so we'll have that article also in Saturday's edition of The Telegram. All right. Uh, there's been a lot of construction going on in Jackson, if you noticed. Holy moly. And the main there th ever. The, the main thing that pe people probably noticed is all the paving that is taking place. Uh, this, is, uh, this week will complete the second full week of paving from the city's income tax uh, funded uh, paving, summer paving program. This is paving work uh, that I took a picture of earlier this week on Gay Street. There was a lot of work on the south side of town. Uh, they did uh, Gay Street, uh, they did Briarwood, uh, they did Gay Place, they did Missouri Avenue. Um, so they did a lot of paving, and they're going to do a lot of paving next week, too. What is so funny? I, I'm laughing at James. <laughs> okay, is, what's he doing over there? He gets the giggles, and he makes me giggle. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no reason at all. Well, anyway, there's going to be more paving next week. And so you know, this is important to know, because especially if you live on the streets, you need to get your vehicles off the street. Yes, please do. Yeah, uh, unless you want a big old, uh, you know, asphalt roller thing going over top of your car. Right. And now they won't be paving on the 4th of July because they celebrate too. Yes. But the crews from G&J paving will be out there on Tuesday. And this is the streets they're scheduled to work on next week. No particular order. But if the weather's good 
and the asphalt holds out, they will be out on Harris Street, uh, Cherry, Cherry Street, Elm Street, the part of Main Street, from Bridge Street to West Main Place, and Payne Street. Those are the streets. They kind of scattered all over next week. And the summer paving will continue until all the streets scheduled this year are completed. They have allocated $1.2 million for paving this yep. year. And Mayor Randy Evans figures that it will take more than five years to do it. And about the time he's done, it's time to start all <laughs> over we'll again. Start again yeah. And make no mistake about it. Some people I know aren't happy about taxes, but there would be no paving if there was no city income tax. Right. And that is the way it is. Uh, and that uh, income tax was passed about 54% to 46% in 2020. And, uh, you know, Mayor Evans spearheaded that effort there. Mm -hmm. And so this is some of the fruits of the income tax, as well as some infrastructure projects uh, that are being funded. They're getting a lot of grant money for that. But some of the city money will be used to leverage that uh, outside money to do some infrastructure projects, water lines, sewer lines. Mm -hmm. You'll see a lot of that work taking place. And uh, police, uh, obviously, obviously, yeah, a, a half, That's helpful. half of the money goes for the police department and the police department, by the way, is getting built back up. A new police officer started just the week before last. They are one slot away from being their full complement of officers. Awesome. And this is still fewer officers than in past years because they felt like there were too many of them. Mm -hmm. And so now I think when they hire the new officer, that will be 12. Right okay. now they've got 11 and that includes police chief. Brett Hinch. Yep. But once again, that would be impossible as well without the income Correct. tax. So you decide, you know, whether it's worth it. I kind of think it is myself. Yep. All right. Okay. Um, speaking of taxes, uh, the county commissioners met earlier this week. Uh, and uh, of course, engineer uh, Melissa Miller had, had, had been present at two public hearings mm -hmm. about uh, enacting a piggyback license tax. Uh, uh, for Jackson County, there is already a piggyback license tax that's in effect in Jackson, Wilson, Oak Hill, smaller ones. Mm -hmm. There isn't one for Colton and there isn't one for unincorporated areas of the county. As a result of the commissioner's action, they uh, approved four different versions of this, what is called officially a permissive tax, and they passed them all. And that means that everybody in Jackson County will be paying $20 now when you get your license. Drat! Now, no, I'm just kidding. Now I'm, I'm cool with having you're paying all, 20 bucks. You're already paying some of that if you're in Wellston, Jackson, or Oak Hill, yeah. and now it will go up. It won't go up by $20 if you're already paying some in Jackson, yeah. Wellston, Oak Hill, but the total will now be 20 And if you didn't pay anything, which you didn't if you're in an incorporated area of the county, now you'll be paying an extra 20 when you get your uh, license tax. Hey, if I can get my road paved because of that, I'm all for it. Well, they are. this is how they put it. Um, if you figure it out on a monthly basis, it's what you would pay for a bottle of ski, buy a bottle of ski or, uh, help pave a road, yeah. you know, you know, is it okay? So it, I mean, it's just $20 for the whole year. That's the whole thing. So anyway, uh, it will allow, um, it will allow engineer Miller to pave more roads than what she did before. It's not going to get them all or anything like right. that because there's a lot of roads in Jackson County, but they will be able to do um, at least 10 miles of roadway each year uh, as opposed to anywhere from the six to eight that they've been able to do on their own yeah. with the money that they have. So uh, very good money you cool. know, if you're out there driving on some of those roads out in the county. 
uh, that need paving. Now this is for the county roads, not the township roads and not the city roads or the village roads. All right, uh, kind of an interesting story came out of Wellston, uh, out of the land bank meeting that was held after the commissioner's meeting. This was on Tuesday. And there is an old building in Wellston on South Pennsylvania Avenue that most recently was uh, known as um, OJ's. Big J's. Big J's, yes, Big J's, there it is. Uh, there's oh, a okay. line of buildings on South Pennsylvania Avenue. They look almost like the buildings are connected, but the only one involved here in this story is the one on the north side or on the left as you're looking from uh, South Pennsylvania Avenue. It's Big J's. Big J's building was in, was in line to be demolished. The city had applied for money through the land bank to demolish. Okay. This is money that comes from the High Department of Development. Hadn't, it hadn't arrived yet, but supposedly there's enough money for the entities in Jackson County to do certain demolition projects. Wellston had wanted to do this one. So it's been approved for demolition. They're still waiting the money, so the building's still sitting there. The Lou V is, is another building that's supposed to be demolished too. Well, anyway, a gentleman uh, approaches the, uh, the the city on this. His name is Richard Harris Jr. He's from Wellston. Okay. And he asked the city not to tear it down. He would like to have that building uh, and convert it into a restaurant. Okay. All right. So uh, here, is the, here is the interesting deal that they came up. Mayor Charlie Hudson doesn't want an old building around, but he's certainly not against a new business and a better building. Sure. There. So here's the deal they made. They gifted the property. They're going to, the land bank and the city, who, which one or both, is going to gift the property to Richard Harris Jr. It's his now. But what he has to do is he has to put the money that it would cost to demolish the building in escrow. If he is unable to fix this building up for, for a restaurant or whatever, okay. he's going to have to pay to, to demolish it himself later on. Gotcha. So it's going to come down or it's going to get fixed up either way. Okay. So that's the status for the Big J's building uh, in Wellston. All right. Uh, a lady who has uh, worked in a very important job that a lot of people don't know about has retired. And that is uh, Jackson area resident Nina Keller. Nina was the executive director of uh, the area, area aging on agency district seven. And there is Nina. Uh, she has had that job for a couple of years before she was the interim director. And before that, she was the assistant director. A very important uh, agency that uh, allocates and manages federal money for senior citizen programs, not only at the senior citizen centers, but for senior citizens in general mm -hmm. in a 10-county area. And Nina has retired. Her last day was yesterday, June oh, okay. the 30th. And we want to congratulate her. We know her fairly well. She is the wife of Steve Keller, okay. who, of course, uh, was the longtime Telegram owner, publisher, editor yeah. uh, before he retired. And so congratulations uh, to Nina Keller uh, retiring as the executive director of the area aging, the area aging on the area agency the Area Agency on Aging District 7. That's okay. a mouthful. Say all and that. Fun that things. office, is, by the way, is down at Rio Grande, but they serve uh, 10 counties, including both Jackson and Vinton. All right. Uh, the Wellston Police Department had a drug bust. that uh, It started out as a traffic stop. How many times do we hear this story? A lot. Uh, but uh, they made a nighttime stop, 1243 a.m., an early morning stop, technically, I guess, on Monday, June the 27th on... Um, Jeff Montgomery Way, there by the ball fields sure. there. 
and uh, it was through an equipment defect, fairly minor stop. Uh, but uh, officers, when they made a contact with the female driver and four adult female passengers, when they did a sniff of the vehicle um, with the dog from Jackson, it alerted, oh. indicating the presence of drugs. And there certainly was. Uh, one male from Columbus was discovered to have 54 suspected alloprolozom pills. What? Alpaprolozom pills. What is on that? His, on his, uh, that's, a, that's a pill that gets abused quite often. It's an opioid. Oh, that's all okay. I know. I've seen many police reports. Uh, they also, uh, he also had $1,283 in cash on him. Okay. Uh, another adult male from Jackson had a digital scales, 16 grams of suspected methamphetamine, and approximately 16 grams of suspected fentanyl hidden in the front of his pants. All these items were seized and sent to Ohio BCI to be um, tested to make sure that's what they really are, but they think there are. Pending those test results, those people who had possession of the drugs will likely be charged. They could be trafficking charges because of the a large amount of the drugs. Okay. And once again, I know we get cold to it because we hear so much about it. This fentanyl stuff is scary. It is scary. I mean, it is just not at the border and in the big cities. It's in our small towns, too. Yes, very and, much so. And people are carrying it. They're probably selling it. And it is potentially very dangerous because people mix it with other drugs. And, uh, you know, too much of it will kill you in a heartbeat. Well, yeah. Uh, that how, how did you say it? Pete Alperprolozam? Yes. That's Xanax. That's the same as Xanax. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, it is a Schedule Four controlled substance. So, anyway, kudos to the Wellston Police Department. Uh, But one of the reasons I brought this up was to just say this happens too much. And, you know, we need the police out there doing their work, and we need to do something to stop the the trafficking of these drugs. And the fentanyl, in particular, is very, very dangerous. Did you all hear about the horrific situation there in Kentucky where the officers were trying, it was like yesterday, I believe, um, to just to issue a, a deliver a warrant mm-hmm. and guy took off and shot, um, I think eight officers, uh, killed two kill. I think believe a police dog was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, just a horrible situation. And they, they can't figure out, they were just trying to give a warrant. Um, why this dude, um, you know, acted that way and what a sad situation uh, there in Kentucky. So you can uh, look that up. Right, too. right. And that small town in Just Kentucky unbelievable. could be the small town here yeah, in Jackson absolutely. County or Vinton County. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I remember having an interview with Sheriff Frazier. Uh, it couldn't have been much more than three or four years ago. And I was asking about fentanyl because it had been reported in Ross County and in Pike County. And this was a really sure. big deal that, you know, it was just somewhere in one instance. Right. And he said he didn't know that it was in Jackson County. He didn't believe it was, but he put out a warning then, you know, no, we don't want fentanyl in Jackson County, but we're even telling you drug users here, you could, you, you could die using this stuff. Right. And it, it wasn't in Jackson County then, but let me tell you, it's in Jackson County oh, now, sure whether we now. like it, whether we like it or not. Yep. Okay. We're going to go back to Bren's step now. Okay. Uh, Bren uh, has got a very important job besides the one she has for John Houston. There she is. Bren uh, is the new chairman of the Jackson County Republican Party's Central Committee. 
That awesome. is a position that uh, Prosecutor Justin Lovett had for some time. Justin has stepped down from that position. Uh, he had a change of residence, and that made him uh, ineligible, at least for right now, to continue in that role. And Brent Stepp, who had been the vice chairman, was appointed as the chairman. Donnie Willis, Jackson County Commissioner, who has been the uh, executive committee chairman, he will continue in that role. Okay. Uh, the Republican Party had a reorganizational meeting on uh, uh, earlier uh, this summer, and that is when these two positions were determined. But those are the leadership positions in the Jackson County Republican Party, so congratulations to both of them. Also want to tell you, you know, you've heard about, uh, you know, possible food shortages on the tube and all like that. Yes. Well, the Southeast Ohio Food Bank, which is based in Logan, but they, you know, they uh, do a weekly food distribution in Logan that a lot of people go to. It's a huge one. They also support the food pantries in our local counties, including Jackson and Benton. They are forced to scale back services because of what they term a severe food shortage. Oh. So I don't know whether this is going to hit the grocery stores or not, but to the places where, you know, the food is the most important, where people are actually hungry or they have food insecurity or they worry about having enough money to get food, mm -hmm. there is now not enough food at those places, at the food banks, and, and it's going to spread out to the food pantries now because of this. But the weekly on-site distribution, which is in Logan, will end after... Uh, it ended the last time was on was last Tuesday, June the 27th. The weekly Friday mobile markets that they have throughout the area, they will be suspended starting Friday, July the 8th. Uh -oh. So uh, this will also affect the local food pantries as well. We don't know how long this will go on, Man. but they uh, they serve a total of 70 food pantries in 10 counties. And once again, they do serve Jackson and Benton counties. We'll have to check with our local food pantries to see how they are uh, how, how much they are hurt by this. All right. Um, we also want to tell you, because uh, we got Red Thompson here to uh, visit with us here shortly, um, we want to salute uh, the DM Davis Choirs. Mm -hmm. They had their big concert last Sunday. I went. It was called the America Sings, Sings Concert. And we want to make a special uh, mention of Joyce McClurg, mm -hmm. our friend, the uh, Oak Hill Festival of Fives yes. president. Uh, here she is getting a bouquet from Rick Knoll, one of the choir directors. And the reason is because uh, she was the pianist yes. uh, at short notice Very for short the DM Davis yes. Choir. Stevie Jarvis, who's been the pianist forever, she's considered you know, to be a member of the choir herself, had an injury, could not play. Yes. They thought they were going to have to either postpone or even cancel this concert, which, of course, is time for the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And in step Joyce McClurg. I think Rick Asker, Rick Noser, yes. they worked together with the Oak Hill Band and so forth. And Joyce was able to step in and was glad to do it. She is a wonderful, she great, is a great, lady. great community person. And she did a great job playing because I was there. I heard. <laughs> All right. Do not forget, uh, local governmental offices uh, will be closed on July the 4th. That okay. is the Monday holiday. Yeah. Don't think you're going to go to the bank on Monday. It's probably right. not going to happen. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, looking ahead, the Apple Festival quilt show. Remember, that's a, been long, a long time part of the festival. Yes. No quilt show this year. I heard that. Uh, they had it at the Lutheran Church this year. They moved it around. It was at the library for a number of years. Yeah. They moved it to the Lutheran Church last year. And from what I can understand, just from what was posted on social media, it's just a matter of the, the few volunteers that have to put this thing together. A lot of people enjoyed the quilt show. Yes. They had a lot of entries, but just a few people were doing all the work. And they didn't say they'd never have it again, but not this year. Yep, not going to happen. So no Apple Festival quilt show this year. We also want to tell you that our friends at the Atomic Credit Union 
who do so many things in the community. Mm -hmm. They've got local banks in Jackson, Benton counties, and other counties as well. They have started their annual school supply drive. It officially starts today. Uh, you can help by donate, donating items at any of their local, local locations. That includes Jackson, Wellston, and Oak Hill. During the month of July, you can drop off donated school supplies at any of those branch locations. At the beginning of August, the school supplies will be delivered to the schools. You can give number two pencils, pens, scissors, glue sticks, tissues, hand sanitizer, Clorox wipes, pencil cases, and pouch, pipe, pouches, binders, crayons, colored pencils, markers, mechanical pencils, pencil sharpeners, erasers, rulers, folders, loose leaf paper, wide ruled, and college ruled notebooks. Did you get all that? Mm -hmm. They need all those things. And Atomic Credit Union is marshalling that effort. That's wonderful. School supplies are very, very expensive. It's only going to be worse this year. And uh, thanks to anybody that helps out with that. Right. And we want to tell you about a couple of events. We'll do it next week uh, when we're talking about the news. Okay. A couple of special events are set for the next weekend after all this Fourth of July stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. There'll be a Christmas in July benefit uh, at the... Um, Manpower Park, the Apple City Motorcycle Club, and Jaffe will go together to awesome. uh, raise money for Christmas gifts for Love needy that. families. And then the Christmas in July um, um, event will take place at Lake Alma State Park, and uh, that will be <coughs> that will be the Friends of Lake Alma doing that. And they'll have all sorts of things: a cute kids contest. Uh, they'll have entertainment out there. Santa Claus, uh, the American, the Wilson American Legion, Santa Claus will be there as well. And once again, this is for a good cause. This is to once again uh, raise money for kids at Christmas. So we'll tell you about those things. <coughs> we'll tell you about those things next week. Red Thompson Jr. is here. He's going to talk about some things going on in Benton County. Nobody better than him. He really goes about it hard. He does. Uh, I don't have to tell him to do anything. He has initiative. And so we <laughs> love that. We love that. That's right. Come on over, Red. Thanks, Pete. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Of working, I'm sure, because that's what Pete does. <laughs> Let's go over your weekend weather forecast while Red's coming on over. And today, believe it or not, is July 1st. Can you believe it? About a 50-50 chance of some showers in our uh, viewing area today. And um, that will be a high of 89 and lows around 70. For Saturday... Uh, looks about the same, 50-50 chance of rain, highs of 87, lows getting down a little bit lower, down into 66 uh, degrees. Then Sunday is going to be, and, and Monday, going to be absolutely gorgeous with some sunshine, uh, highs on Sunday of 86, and Monday back up into the 90s, but uh, looking very summer-like for the next few days, so should be pretty good. So what's going on, Red? Well, we got some interesting stuff from Vinton County today. Okay. And for the first time since, listen to this, Jennifer, 1860. A few years ago. <laughs> Civil War era. The Vinton County Sheriff's Office is going to be moving. Wow. Um, we caught up with the Sheriff Ron Kane yesterday, and we interviewed him Um James has it up, and we can. Do you want to watch it now, James? Go and play it. If that's what you want to do, Red. Okay, we'll, we'll hear an interview with Sheriff Ryan Kane about the new sheriff's office that's uh, in progress in Benton County. Okay, we're here with Benton County Sheriff Ryan Kane. And, Sheriff, um, it's been a long process, but the, the anticipated move is underway. The, the truck showed up, and kind of tell us where you are and, 
and uh, how exciting it's going to be for the Benton County Sheriff's Office to have a new office. Well, it's, it's extremely exciting considering the first time in the history of the county that we're going to be able to move up here to a, a new facility that actually will accommodate, you know, the 20 plus employees that we have. Uh, you know, numbers are changing every day, but um, there's enough room. We got desks, we got new lighting fixtures. I mean, we're, we're changing some things. This building was built in 91, so we are updating uh, some of the uh, dated items that they do have. Um, we're putting desks together. We moved filing cabinets. We're moving storage files. So far, the ones that we can move. Um, we're dealing with other issues though because we have mold on the old building. So there's some items that we will not be bringing up here because it's contaminated. But uh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, we're really a lot of work to be done though. Um, every service, like I said, the economy right now. I think they're still trying to make up for uh, the country shutting down for two years. So trying to get internet, phone lines. AC services, pretty much all servicemen are, they're backed up and it's, it's taking longer than we want, but we're getting there. Okay, Sheriff, um, what do you hope, uh, um, what about the, uh, not, a lot of questions that's been asked about the 911 board and, and the communications well, and all that, how's that are, coming? We are, it's, it's going great actually, as you can see behind you, they're in there now, uh, evaluating a new dispatch area. Um, there is, you know, hiccups. This is inevitable whenever we do upgrade or plan to move. I mean, we couldn't be in that building for eternity. So all these problems we will be facing, um, well, for the first time in Benton County's history, but it's been done before. So we're taking it from, you know, somebody who's already done it before. And uh, there's some hiccups, but they're getting it done. It's, it's really exciting, though, because we're going to consolidate and actually be uh, more in compliance with state guidelines than we are previously. And it should be able to better serve the citizens. And finally, uh, in the future, uh, you got a lot. This is really going to increase your space, and obviously, it's going to be a lot more modern, like you said. How do you hope it will help the citizens? Obviously, the parking is going to be better, and that well, kind of thing. Yeah, park, <laughs> we even have parking. Um, I know anybody that's ever visited our courthouse, the parking is a nightmare. We'll actually have our own parking, and we are rather busy, probably have more traffic in and out than the courthouse. So this will accommodate that nicely. But uh, also, this is a great foundation for a jail. Our county has been in dire need of jail space. Um, we, I mean, law enforcement's pointless if we can't do our jobs and um, enforce the laws. And as much as citations they go for those minor crimes, but you know, sadly with the drug epidemic, we're seeing way worse crimes than misdemeanors. So um, being able to have a really good foundation right now being established uh, is very promising for the future. And would you like to have an open house? Oh yeah, yeah, we plan on having an open house. Uh, hopefully, really, I, you know, I don't know how many times we've had expectations destroyed uh, of being in here. I mean, it's almost been two years since I believe these discussions started. Uh, but I do believe, yes, this year by September, we'll probably have an open house and actually be operating out of here. Thank you, sir. Yep. Very good. Good job, Red. Thank you. Thank you, Sheriff, for talking with us too. You know, I think it's um I think it's important that um people realize that, you know, you gotta have a modern sheriff's office in these times with all the different types of crimes. And and that building is was wonderful. It's just it's like a lot of older buildings. It's just it's time's run out. Mm -hmm. And for a modern um for a modern agency like law enforcement, you've yes. got to have... It has um, to be safe. It has to be secure. A uh, whole lot of things. 
you know, that, and that's going to help with parking in the downtown MacArthur. You know, for a small town, MacArthur just has horrible parking problems. Mm-hmm. It just, they're moving. The bank is moving across the street for most of their operations. So there should be some more parking freed up down there. Red, let me ask you, maybe mm-hmm. you answered this question. What will become of the current sheriff's office? Well, unfortunately, um, it's probably going to have to be torn down. Is it that bad? Yes. yes. Um, it's just, it's just. Uh, I know some people wanted to make it a museum because um, it was the first female sheriff in the state of Ohio served there. Really? Yeah, 1925, Maude Collins. There's a marker. You're kidding. Up. No, it's it's very historic building, but I don't think it can be saved. Oh, I think that's this, so sad. Unless there's an engineer out there that can really <laughs> jack it up, and I guess anything's possible if you wanted to spend enough money. But right. <laughs> yes, I don't think there's enough money unless there's someone just is doing part or feeling topic and just wants to throw money into it. Yes. Um, but it's a. Uh, yeah, it's just not the kind of place anymore that's uh, fit for a modern law enforcement agency. And there's no parking there. This will be nice for the public. There'll be big parking lot, central air. They got central air in the weather right now, but because of the condition of the building, it's, it's not very efficient, no. I'd say. Yeah. And it'll be, you know, we're talking about law enforcement emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're talking about. You know, the law enforcement people, it's just not, not a good situation there. And, but it's been a great service to the county throughout the years. You know, it's been the place, the base of law enforcement operations. But, you know, it's like the schools or anything else, they got to be replaced once in a while. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're at. So, like the sheriff said, this is the first time since Benton County's become a county that they moved the sheriff's office. Wow. Uh, maybe few years ago. It's been a long time, yep. so it's been a good good run. Uh, other things in MacArthur this summer, they're doing a big roofing project at the school administration building, the old high school. Okay. And there, there it is. And uh, the gym there is still used a lot. That was the home of the Vikings from 1967 to 2000. And then they moved out, I don't know, out 50 and been there ever since, but um, that gym um, is used constantly, other than by the Vikings and the kids. Um, and once in a while, they even hold practices there. Mm-hmm. If something goes on in the gym, they um, it's just it's just used constantly. the The schools have some kind of a plan. I think they're going to renovate a lot of that building. Superintendent Rick Brooks is supposed to have a a release on that soon of exactly what they're going to do. But it's going to be very nice. But you can see that, um, that that's a big project going on right now. Um, other things in MacArthur that we mentioned previously, the bank is going to be built yes, soon. Yes, for sure. They're going to be tearing down McClure's Restaurant. They're going to be construction at the Brickyard mm-hmm. in the south end of MacArthur. The hotel is also under renovation. And a lot of times when I, in Benton County, the summer was just slow. I just have to just dig up almost anything. But but this year, not, that's not the case. There's stuff going on all over town. The Goodwill is about to open. It's just a beautiful building. They've got the lot paved. 
now. And that see, thing's huge. Yeah. It, I, isn't that uh, isn't that just a pretty building? It is. Yeah, it's all, but I think they're stocking it. They're getting ready to, uh, and it's it's in the, the, the fastest growing area of town out there on the west side of town. So it, it's just one of those those uh, boom times in MacArthur. A lot's changing up there, uh, and you know it's just there's a lot of good happenings, a lot of business activity, and. And hopefully, uh, as we've discussed, uh, we can start to see what moving the Hawking Hills tourism uh, south could do for us. Sure. And now they're talking about, as, as has been mentioned, uh, moving it to Jackson. Maybe we can get a regional, kind of a regional tourism track, and, and mm-hmm. we can all make some money together. So, Love that. Good happenings going on this summer in Benton County and beyond. You know, I love that, Red, and thank you so much, and, and um, thenks for always being up and being our Fenton County correspondent. You do a fantastic job. Well, I appreciate that. I wanted to mention one more thing before we get out. Sure. Uh, Pete mentioned the Wilkesville Parade. You know, that is amazing. I mean, after Connie White, Constance, she likes to be called Constance <laughs> instead of Connie, but uh, they do an amazing job. It's kind of a historical parade. It's one that you would like to see a long time ago. They mm-hmm. got old fire engines, a lot of church wagons, um, horses. Uh, you just find people dressed up like Uncle Sam, Betsy <laughs> Ross. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was even a favorite of Channel 3. They used to come. Yeah. It's a small community, but for the 4th of July, they really show their patriotism. Y'all, the, the, the parade just, it runs all the way up the hill to the fire department, but through the little town, and it's, a lot of people's out there watching it. You wouldn't think that a town that small could do it, but they really... Oh, they do, uh, for sure. So, if you ever get to see it, it's it's really, a, it's a country classic, you might say. <laughs> it's really a nice, nice event, and hats off to them. They do a nice job, Monday at 11. Be there if you can. Okay. So. Sounds good. I have an announcement to make. You do? Yeah, I'm going to throw out a free plug for my yard sale. Okay, go for it, James. <laughs> 204 Vaughn Street yard sale going on right now and tomorrow. Right up the high school we hill. Got, yeah, right, right, over right at the bottom the, of the high right school hill. Right over by Jackson High School. <laughs> yeah, you can't Foot miss it. Yep. Got are all, kinds are of all good of those stuff. throw rugs in there? Yeah, James? I was trying to get I was trying to get Rodney to do a live radio remote from the yard sale. <laughs> I love it. Well, but, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about sold. what all well, do you we have got there? T-shirts for a quarter. We got old shoes for a dollar. <laughs> we got throw rugs. We got old CDs of cringy bands from the early 2000s. Nice. That nobody wants to listen to anymore. all of that stuff. Yeah, lots of lots of dog stuff. <laughs> all kinds of good things. Cool. All yep. right. So James stop by yard if you're sale. a yard sailor. Stop by and have. Yep. I think there's. I think there's going to be a lot of yard sales going on this weekend. So Probably. Yep. If that's what you're into, check yep. it out. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Celebrate however you like, but uh, just be safe. And uh, we would like to see you back here on Tuesday. So we won't be here on Monday uh, as we're going to take a little bit of time off as well. And uh, so we'll be ready to roll back here on Tuesday. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful weekend, Red. Thank you. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th. Bye, everybody.